everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That Bro? It's the podcast where we're watching uh, Lost in reverse order from the last episode to the first episode with Chad, and he's never seen Lost before. Except for all the times that I watched Lost in order to record this podcast, and I've never watched Lost outside of, uh, in reference to the podcast, in so, relation to. Yeah, I mean, I've personally watched every, watched you watch every episode of Lost that you've seen so far, except for a couple. Yeah, there was the finale and whichever one that we did for the Fringe Festival. Yeah. Right, and I'm one of the guys that's watched you also watch Lost for the first time. And I'm another one of your bros on the show. I'm AJ, and today we are considering Lost, the finale of season four. There's no place like home part three. Basically what happens here is the Oceanic Six finally escape the island, and in the future, the identity of Jeremy Bentham is revealed. Ooh. Yeah, the, the identity of Jeremy Bentham. So we're season four. It's our first episode we've watched season four. Yeah. And uh, the big reveal, the very last thing of the whole season is seeing Locke in the coffin. Like, oh, that's, that's who Jeremy Bentham is. Yeah. Like, yeah, that is definitely one of those mysteries that is ruined by watching in reverse order. <laughs> Holy fuck. We're, I know we're going to get into it and we're not going recap style. But at the time, like the day after this episode premiered, like whatever day it was on ABC... The next day, I think the morning dailies, like the morning mm. news shows and stuff like that, had a bunch of clips where a lot of the lost writers and staff shot multiple uh, uh. shots of who was in that coffin. <laughs> so because they didn't want it to leak uh. or they didn't want the show episode or the info to get out into right. the public. So there's there. If you if you find you can probably find it on YouTube today. Mm. There's like there's uh, there's shots of them craning that camera over the over the coffin and there's one of like uh of uh terry terry uh, terry, terry o'quinn who mm-hmm. plays Locke. there's another shot of desmond i think mm-hmm. is in the coffin there's another one where there's somebody else in the coffin there's like is there two- one where it's jack and i shoots jack looking down his own dead body that would be like the <laughs> that would be a mindfuck <laughs> yeah that would make me go like yeah it's lost I'm like of course <laughs> That would definitely have earned the boom. Yeah, that would that would that would be like an intro to a Lost episode, I, I think, or yeah. like right after he sees himself in the coffin. Or if it was Ben, to the title sequence, or yeah. Ben, that would be awesome too. And he but, turns around and Ben's just gone. I guess, yeah. So, like, you could still do some stuff from just that info because, like, if they shot that scene where it was it was Locke, and then mm. it was Desmond, and then it was somebody else, like, you would still know that. Whoever's in the coffin is not Jack and not Ben. I don't know why that yeah. came into my mind, but those guys survive into the next season or whatever. I mean, it makes it seem like this was like a, a big mystery for a while. So I wonder, like Chad, how many episodes do you think it's going to be like this mystery of who who is Jeremy Bentham that we're going to have to watch people? Three episodes. Three. Yeah, it's it's only a thing that's going to be part of the finale. Mm. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. I don't think that it is a season long mystery. Right. Huh. And if it is, I'm going to be real fucking frustrated. <laughs> Let's uh, note the exact time of the recording of this, and then we'll revisit it when we hit those episodes. Yeah. If, so you're saying if we go back and, like, four episodes, they're still talking about Jeremy Bentham, you're going to be like... I'm going to be like... Mm. And, then, <laughs> and if the season premiere of season four is the mystery of who is Jeremy Bentham, I'm just going to be like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our listeners at home, you guys can't see... Uh, Chad, what he just did, just then he kind of did an urn face, almost like a DM, DMX, like <laughs> like barking face, like or growling face. Yeah. He never barked; he just growled. Yeah, yeah, because it's not a fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this finale, I guess we kind of already jumped in here. What yeah. is your guys' overall thoughts of it? I thought it was exciting. Yeah, I mean, of course, all all the finales are they yeah, have to like have. 
go out on a bang or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a very big bang in this episode. The boat yeah. bang. Big oh, boat yeah. bang. Big boat bang. That sounds like a porn. <laughs> Guys, if there's if there's anything you know about this podcast, it's that you know that we love big boat bangs. Yeah, like the triple B. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody loves just a regular boat bang, and it needs to be big. Yeah. A big, beautiful boat bang. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we always say is, go big, boat bang, or go home. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that you and I... You so that, that's another boats. shirt idea, yeah, right? That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's going to be on a shirt. Yeah. Okay. Go big, beautiful boat, or go home. <laughs> go big, boat bang. <laughs> uh, I think that was the original title of the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, it was Big Boat Bang. Yeah. And they changed it because... They couldn't get a boat. <laughs> They yeah, actually, couldn't. I thought that they got a boat, and then someone said, mm, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah, when we saw the uh, the boat explode before, like in flashbacks, and then the, uh, the helicopter We saw it explode in flashbacks, right. but we didn't actually see it explode. We just saw, like, no. this time we actually saw the, uh, the circa 2008 uh, CGI television. <laughs> Uh, exploding boat like nine years ago that was yeah. that was that was less than a decade ago and we're so much farther ahead and that was CGI less than game. a decade yeah. ago and it was still only slightly better than the original blade <laughs> <laughs> like i mean ladies and gentlemen we're living in a world where they're putting so many polygons on dragons and shit yeah. today mm-hmm. like you know versus yeah, can you even imagine what it's going to be like once David actually gets to look at those dragons? <laughs> when that happens, that's going to look like dog shit to yeah. David. He's going to be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, this... It's going to be in another, like, That's going to be your submarine, sir. <laughs> that's going to be your submarine. <laughs> that is the best thing I've ever heard, yeah, ever. Yeah, because we're going to get to that in, like, four years, so it'll be we'll be watching it on, like, a 3D... Yeah. Virtual reality TV kind of thing. Yeah, we'll just be beaming yeah. into our brains. 4K. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, we're gonna have those like those the devices from like Batman Forever. You know, those, <laughs> it's, it's just gonna be streaming straight into Jim our Carrey's brain. Jim just gonna like stick plungers to our heads. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna be living in a world where there's just Jim Carrey's and Tommy Lee Jones just shoving some weird device on our yeah. forehead and just letting us. At- absorb. Who is the bat? <laughs> I don't actually remember if that's a line from the movie. I think it is. It, it like it feels like it's 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 the it's the thing that comes. I right think after I was just is. making my mouth very wide, so you immediately <laughs> thought like, "Yeah, that's Jim Carrey." Yeah. <laughs> you were you were doing that while talking out of your butt. So mm-hmm. was, yeah, and that's exactly what he does yeah. in that movie, like with the <laughs> set of you know that pom pom hair. Am I getting the right movie for Jim Carrey? Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, perfect then. We open up. The episode, and I don't want. To, I know we're kind of skipping around, but whatever. Yeah. Like the whole Saeed kills a man waiting in his car. Yeah. Like um, we see that happen, which is fine. But like Saeed, like he says, like there's a man that's been perched out here for a week and yeah. I just shot and killed him. So Saeed's keeping tabs on Hurley, and he he's been safe enough to know that there's a guy watching him. But he said there's a man. He didn't say there's several different men. Right. So that means that this guy's been out here for a week, and like. Nobody notices him. Like, there's the same dude sitting in his yeah. car reading the paper, and you don't notice him. By the way, also, nighttime, somebody comes and knocks on your door and asks <laughs> you for the time. Don't, no. don't, don't do it. Don't, don't roll down that window. Especially if you're outside of a mental institution. Fuck yeah. I mean, like, bullets in that window, it, that window is a very thin veil between you and a blaze of bullets. Yeah. But still, like... It's better than nothing. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and, and Saeed knows this, or else he wouldn't have knocked on that window. He would have just shot him right in his yeah. fucking face through that window. 
but he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, that guy was lucky that it wasn't an escape mental mission. <laughs> the hook for a hand. Yeah, or like in a crazy Santa suit or some yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. We, we get a... We get in that scene between um, Hurley and Saeed mm-hmm. where Hurley's playing chess and he says, checkmate, Mr. Echo. What yeah. do you make of that, Chad? Oh, he was playing with a ghost. <laughs> it's so easy. Yeah, why, no, why, like, why would I even give you that softball? Like, that's retarded. <laughs> well, the reason why you may have given me that softball is because we saw later in the episode that Michael uh, had heard ghosts right before oh, the boat yeah. blew up. So does Kate in this episode. Was she well, actually hearing ghosts, though? Because she dream. saw Claire, yeah. and Claire's not dead. Yeah, that was a dream, so... Huh. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. So it doesn't really fit the same But yeah, thing. so Michael heard ghosts, and he saw Christian Shepherd, who we know is dead. And so when we saw that, it's possible that you might be trying to hint to me <laughs> that the power to speak to the dead was not something that Hurley had until Michael died. And then after Michael died, the power needed to be passed on to someone, no. and it went to Hurley. You're you're crafting a better loss than I think what we got. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds like something I would totally download yeah. and watch. But, yeah, no, no. Yeah. He, he was just a, was this, like, the first time that they showed Hurley talking to dead people? Um, For us? Yeah, it's the earliest we've seen on it. Yeah, how we because we we, we well, hear every, saying, every time he talks to dead people is the earliest. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, like we've we've seen like so uh, you'll never know when we see the first time. <laughs> well, I will if uh, the first time it happens is in the pilot. Yeah, that's true. What if he could hear ghosts from the pilot? That would be insane. the ghost of the pilot. Telling <laughs> <laughs> them how to fly planes. And he's like, we're stuck here. The planes crashed. <laughs> Also, even if uh, there was a ghost pilot to tell you how to pilot the plane, that doesn't actually give you the skills that's necessarily needed to pilot the plane. He's just telling you which buttons and dials. From what I've seen in movies, that's all you really need. They can can talk you down. (laughs) All right, I'm going to trust you on that. You you were the one that was uh, in the uh, portion of the military that involved flying things, not me. I had nothing to do with any sort of flying anything. That's great. There is a scene... It's so, I don't know if you guys had this vibe, and it's a weird vibe, and, mm. and it's a weird vibe to have on this show. Well, maybe not. Maybe it fits in fine, but there's such panic, and there's such, like, immediacy. There's there's this panic, there's this there's this hurrying of all the characters in this part three that we're watching. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going nuts. Like, no. they're trying to stop a bomb, there's Michael trying to freeze a bomb, like, there's people trying to, you know, there's Locke trying to keep uh, Kimi alive, right? No. All this stuff is happening, but... It, it's there's still people just spraying a deck with water. <laughs> there's still people just like going about their life on that freighter. Yeah. Like, um, are they not aware of the bomb? Is nobody aware about the bomb except for these two guys? Like, yeah. or three people? That's really irresponsible of them. They should have told everyone to get on those life rafts. Yeah, earlier. Like, they don't let those people yeah. get on the life rafts until like the very end, and those people die, don't they? Yeah. Did, like, did they even tell those people, like, hey, get on life rafts, you're going to die? No, we see them putting on life jackets and running back into the boat. Motherfucker. Nobody jumps off or anything. Yeah, what? what is happening? Like, what is what is the need to keep that deck nice and wet? <laughs> like, why do you need to keep that deck super duper juiced up with also, water? Like, that's to help put out the explosion. Like, <laughs> wet, wet wood is harder to burn. <laughs> Uh, like there's that guy that was shooting down the deck he's all like well i'm helping yeah. i'm doing my part well you know when the titanic was sinking right the band kept playing <laughs> that was the, 
that was their duty. That that <laughs> he is the band for that freighter. <laughs> like the Titanic had uh, a string quartet, yeah. and uh, this freighter had a man with a hose. <laughs> Motherfuck! <laughs> that's so crazy. Like, and he was so casual a about it. You hoso. <laughs> <laughs> Buy that T-shirt now on what's up with that bro Available. Immediately. Every time I do a pun, I feel like that's the worst pun I've ever said. <laughs> that is the best pun, sir. That's how, just, that's how you know that you just made a pun. <laughs> yeah. If, Holy if shit. you think that you've made the best pun, you've made the worst pun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess they were the kind of, the, they were the Titanic string quartet of that freighter. Yeah. And they died with that ship doing what they love. No. Playing music? No. Just shooting it down. Hosing the deck. Hosing down that deck. You couldn't hear it over all the people shouting and stuff, but he was humming about Beethoven's fifth. I I didn't (laughs) see a set of headphones on his... Like, if I saw headphones on his his ears, that would have made more sense to me. But there... Okay, I'm kind of an oblivious person. I'll be honest with you guys. Like, you guys... You guys are familiar with me. Like, I'm an oblivious person, and I can admit that. But if I were on a boat, and my job was to hose down the deck, and I'm doing my job... But I see a bunch of frantic people scurrying around me and like a Scottish man (laughs) screaming at a helicopter not to like land. There's a bomb. There's a bomb. And yelling out the word bomb. My obliviousness will be gone pretty quick. (laughs) Bomb is a trigger word. (laughs) (laughs) Like he must have thought like, oh, he must mean something really fantastic. It is 2008. Mm -hmm. I mean, the helicopters, they're real loud. So maybe he couldn't hear what he was saying. So he's like, oh, he's waving them off because he knows I'm cleaning the deck. Mm-hmm. And it's like when someone's mopping a floor, you don't want to walk through it. It's the same thing. Oh, my yeah. God. He, he thought that the Scottish guy was like, no, Stephen's cleaning the deck. <laughs> Go away. He was like, look at that. That's such a thoughtful man. Or yeah. No, maybe his name wasn't Stephen. Maybe his name was Tom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, or don't Bob. land. Yeah. You're going to mess up all the good work by Tom. Tom <laughs> all is... the good work by Tom. It would be funny if at the end of that whole thing, well, you know what? No. I, but the thing that I had didn't work. I was going to say something like if it was just in memoriam Tom at the end of the episode, <laughs> but that doesn't fit. because I, w- I would love yeah. if uh, shows like this, at the very end of the episode, oh. they had like how on uh, The Talking Dead, they have the in memory of... Mm. And then they run through all of the people that died. <laughs> they That's amazing. So they did that on The Talking Dead? Like, that's a normal thing that pops up? I think so. I stopped watching The Walking Dead about a year and a half ago because uh. I got tired of their bullshit. That's <laughs> such a weird yeah. thing. I heard a lot of people were getting... Well, my what, my what? issue was when a main character got shot in the fucking eye <laughs> and survived. What? Yeah, I'm just like, nope, I'm done with you. No. You... You've been pissing me off for a little while, show, and now you just say like, uh, "We don't really care about you know consequences for our actions. We're just going to do whatever the fuck we want <laughs> with our main characters. Nothing means anything anymore." Dave, Dave, I've, I, the most recent time I've seen something like that was um, on this season of Twin Peaks. There's an episode where a character dies, and then at the end they say, you know, in memory of the character. So it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, you know, like a memory so-and-so, but like a real person, but it was in memory of the character on the show. It was in the credits. It was actually kind of at the, the post-credits, I believe. That would be great. Yeah. Like, I would like that for all shows. I mean, what, what if we got that in Lost? Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I think we're going to start doing that on our own since they never did it. <laughs> in memoriam of Michael this yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Michael and, and everyone else on that boat. We're just going to play and that. Tom. 
Yeah, Matt, and Tom. Tom. Yeah, Mike, Tom, and the rest. Yeah. They're just I known as the rest. <laughs> Uh, we need we need something sadder. We need that uh, Sarah McLaughlin, <laughs> you know, <laughs> animal PSA music. I feel like we have this conversation every time this comes up. Whether, is that not the song? Is that no, the song? isn't it uh, in the arms of an angel? <laughs> I, I think I'm the only one that gets confused. Well, the thing is, they changed it because right? oh. one of the. I think I will remember you as the current one, mm. and it used to be in the arms of an angel, or was it reversed? Maybe it's reversed. Here's a here's a question for you guys. If you layer. Um, I will remember you on top of in the arms of an angel. Does that just magnify the sadness? <laughs> I think that you just don't understand the words anymore. Yeah. <laughs> then you can focus more on the images of abused animals. Yeah, pretty much, so right? It's probably more sad. <laughs> yeah. It's like in the arms of the remember you. No, I don't know. I rem- remember your arms. <laughs> I will remember your arms. <laughs> Your arms of an angel? Oh, yeah. You have the arms of an angel, and I remember that. Your angel arms. Nah. There, if there's anything that, that turns me on about a woman. <laughs> it's more, her angel arms? It's her angel yeah. arms. Like, if you can find a woman with angel arms, God bless you. Yeah. So not angel wings. <laughs> no. Especially no. not those angel wings in, at that one place out in Hollyiva, where every basic on Tinder has a picture in front of that. Wow. Oh, okay, well, that's good. It's yeah. good to know. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. I have to go find it. I yeah. assume it's in Hollywood. I'm not. I'm actually not sure. That <laughs> sounds right. Just tell him like, oh, that's great. You guys are at the top of the bell curve. That was your joke from a few weeks ago. That right? was that was uh, Murray's joke. Uh, he was talking about uh, Saraha, like the <laughs> best uh, insult that he ever got. Was you're at the top of the bell curve? Uh, what's the, the view like from the top of the bell curve? <laughs> that's so much better than what I just said like 20 seconds ago. Infinitely better. Yeah. So, listeners, go back uh, four or five episodes ago. Yeah, listen to Nick Murray. Yeah. And also listen to uh, all of his thoughts on Locke. Please. Yeah. He has a good amount of info on the philosopher John Locke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which actually plays into the show. I was happy that he kind of went into went into that. Yeah. But, yeah. So, you can go now, Michael. Those are the words that we hear from uh, from Christian Shepherd yeah. in the book. Here's the thing. Maybe maybe we're beyond kind of nitpicking this kind of stuff on the mm. on the podcast. I don't think we should ever be beyond yeah. nitpicking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a whole podcast. Yeah, it's a big part of the podcast. Right, okay, well then let's let's pick, pick all the nits you want. Let's sir. pick some nits. <laughs> so we see Michael, and he hears the ghost wishings. We see the captions that he mm. hears the ghost wishings, and then Christian Shepherd pops up and says, "You can go now." And up until this, like from from how we've been watching it. Most of the time, Christian Shepherd pops up. It's not a ghost. Yeah, and so he's a small not. Monster. Yeah, so it's got to be the smoke monster, right? Like well, he's not. Yeah. Like he's happy that Michael is getting blown up with right. a D at the end of the blown. <laughs> but how could it be the smoke monster? Because they're not on the island. They're not, but they're in the vicinity of the island. Yeah. Because doesn't um, uh, Faraday's little group of boaties yeah. that are in the ocean. And Jin. And Jin, who yeah. is like just... Oh, yeah, ocean. that's right. Yeah. Uh, Jin is also teleported through time. So I guess that Which freighter was... weird, since they're... Because the helicopter's in between the boat and the island, right? So they would be within like that Maybe field. Jin was like launched by the <laughs> uh, explosion. Past the helicopter? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it, it's the same way how like Kate ended up in a tree from the hydrogen that's fucking true. bomb. <laughs> in the future. From the hydrogen bomb. <laughs> Maybe she was in the spot where that tree grew, and so over the thirty years, like it the tree her. just lifted her oh, up. Yeah, that would be incredible. 
That would be so incredible. I love incredible. that theory. That <laughs> theory that, is my favorite theory. I now. want that theory to be so true. Like, <laughs> a, tree, a tree grew under Kate. Yeah. It sounds like a book title. A tree grows under Kate. Yeah. Like a, like a tree grows in Brooklyn? Yeah. That is exactly what I was thinking about. I have very scattered bits and pieces up here. Like, there's never, like, a whole thought. It's always, like, jumbled up with other bullshit. I think that's what we're coming to learn about me, yeah. you guys. Lots Who of is things. Mr. Echo? Ooh. Um, well, what does that sound like? If you were to describe the physical characteristics of a uh, man, it would be the voodoo bad guy from that one James Bond movie. Oh, wow, interesting. Is that was that his character's name on the on the James Bond thing? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, do you guys remember which which movie that was? I want to say it was Diamonds Are Forever. I don't know. All right, so I'm gonna be googling for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but that was, that was played by a, a skinny white man, right? <laughs> and he he was a practitioner of voodoo. Yeah. All right, Voodoo James Bond villain is one of the <laughs> autofills. Wow. Uh, that would be Baron Samedi in uh, uh, Live and Let Die. Oh, when when was Live and Let Die made? Just uh, Live and Let Die was made in... Um, oh, here we go, 1973. So uh, oh. it was still fine to uh, let the only black character in the movie <laughs> be a voodoo priest. <laughs> who who is this, Who's Bond in 73? Uh, that would so. be... <laughs> Roger Moore. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Feel free to cut down on how long that E was. <laughs> <laughs> I might extend it. it yeah, might be a thirty-second E. We give you the whole minute. Give him a minute worth of E. <laughs> a and minute worth of E. <laughs> I need a minute's worth um, of E. Hey, you ever go to a rave and walk up to someone like, "Can I get? Can I get a minute's worth of E?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like um, it usually it's it's usually precursed by like. Can a can I get like maybe a good two hours worth of uh, of sugar cubes doused in LSD? <laughs> it's very it's very on the nose. Yeah. There's no real coating. In there. <laughs> um, all right. Sometimes good command gets compromised by poor emotional choices. Yeah, that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the many wise wisdom. The Wisings, as, yeah. as you would call it. That's what they're called. The Wisings? The Wisings of Ben Ben Linus. Oh. That's what Baron Samedi looks like. Motherfuck, that's incredible. Oh, that looks like my hat. favorite. That's going to be this year's uh, Halloween costume. Probably not, but... I think we can, we can get that hashtag trending now and keep it relevant for the next uh, four months. Wisings? Months? Wisings? No, uh, Bar- Baron Samedi for uh, Halloween Baron costume Samedi number Halloween. one. Maybe Make I should. Make that a hashtag. That would be, yeah, that would be kind of fun. But he looks like he could be in a Clockwork Orange to me for some reason. Not that it has any bearing or ties to Clockwork Orange, but... Other than the hat. Other than yeah. the hat. Even the hat's not right, though, because Clockwork Orange is bowler hats, yeah, right? Yeah, bowler That's hats. That's right. That's yeah. like a top hat, right? Yeah, yeah. a top hat. Did they ever explain... I mean, I don't... Whatever. Did they ever explain <laughs> that in, in James Bond? Why the voodoo priest is wearing a top hat? I don't know. Uh, it, it was like a wannabe black exploitation movie. Nah. It was Bond trying to change with the times. Oh my god! <laughs> that, that's not even like that's not even the first time we've seen a voodoo dude in a top hat. You remember that Disney movie that came out a few years back, the animated one? Um, it was like the Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. There's the voodoo guy in that had a hat, a top hat. So maybe that's a thing in voodoo. Maybe <laughs> in order to get your spells to the mo- most potent. Yeah. You have to be wearing a top hat. <laughs> like like how uh, in 
uh, like how witches have to have the pointed hats. Yeah. Uh, male voodoo priests need to have top hats. <laughs> Your top hat has granted you plus two magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know that Abraham Lincoln was the first voodoo priest uh, president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, with his he was several... the voodoo president. Yes. He was the voodoo president. <laughs> I mean, with his several ex- exploits into killing vampires, he was also a voodoo priest. I would really like to have uh, Abraham Lincoln voodoo president as some kind of short. Why we gotta we gotta meme that you guys. Yeah. We we have hit write the, that down. We've hit the ground floor, bedrock ground floor on voodoo Abraham, <laughs> voodoo president Abraham Lincoln. Voodoo Lincoln just sounds like a badass name. That yeah. does. That does. Like that's that should be band. like our band. Yeah. That should be our band or our PlayStation screen name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good PlayStation. Oh, that that would be yeah. a good. PlayStation screen name. Like, oh, fuck, I just got shot in the face by Voodoo Lincoln. <laughs> and it's you like... You guys can have that, though. I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with mine, Shaka Cthulhu. Ooh, I, like <laughs> I love that <laughs> so much. I hate my screen name on PlayStation. I'm not going to say it on here, but it's, it's terrible. Well, yeah. uh, you can say it because you're just going to change it to Voodoo Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck yeah, then. Um, my current name is... Um, or you don't have to say it. It's up to yeah. you. Oh, no, no. It's... Uh, it's um, um, who's the guy that shot Lincoln? John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, yeah it's Voodoo Booth. <laughs> Voodoo yeah, Booth is not as yeah. good, but yeah. it's okay. It it gets it gets the tongue rolling. Yeah, but it sounds like it's a, a booth you get into to have voodoo things happen. Yeah, it's, like the suicide booth from that first episode of Futurama. Yeah, yeah, or like the booth at the end on um, that Canadian show on Hulu, so, which is <laughs> fantastic. But see, whenever I hear booth, I always think of like telephone booths. Yeah. I don't think of a uh, booth like that you sit down in in a diner until someone points out to me, oh, that's a booth. Yeah. yeah. That's like when you walk into any of the fine sushi restaurants. And by fine, <laughs> I mean not fine at all. And like, By fine, uh, you mean anything that's not Genki? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to sit Do you want to sit at the uh, conveyor belt, you know, on that, that chair style, or you want to sit in a booth? I do, always do go booth. booths by, with the conveyor belt, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I love sitting in booths. I just want to shame eat by myself in a booth. I don't want to, like, sit and stare at the same conveyor belt that, like, fucking Tom Jones is sitting next to me. I don't know why I went Tom Jones, but... No, I, I'm, I'm also a big fan of Las booths Vegas. and not uh, sitting next to whatever uh, the stuff on offer is. That's why I don't like sitting right next to the stage at the strip club. And I prefer <laughs> That's being That's not in unusual. Booth. Yeah. Mm. And if you're right next to the stage at the strip club, you're expected to be... Did I miss, like, a Tom Jones joke? I, I snuck it in there. Okay. Like, yeah. Right Because I thought I heard David say something about Tom Jones while I was trying to figure out how to construct my strip club joke. Yeah. And I'll... then I heard you say it's not unusual. <laughs> uh, that's fine. So uh, I'm piecing this joke together backwards like my knowledge of law. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just how we live now. We live yeah. in, in reverse order of us. <laughs> like a sex lives. bomb. Sex bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. We uh, we went off the rails real quick. Yeah. No, we're yeah we're fine. We're we're in it. Like this is what Lost is. Lost allows us to have this stream of consciousness, and um, we thank our listeners for just being a part of our stream of consciousness. Yeah. You guys are the best. So uh, right before the, the the freighter explodes, and they're all getting on the helicopter, and then they see Jin run out. Son's screaming and freaking out, and telling everybody they got to go back to get him, and then he it explodes and he dies. Like, it's supposed to have, like, this big, huge emotional impact. Because it's like, oh, crap. She just watched her husband die, and you're saying you're freak out. But we know he's fine. Um, kind of fine. Yeah, kind of fine. But we know he survives. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. felt the same way. It didn't 
hit me with that same it was, impact. It was slightly affecting to me mm-hmm. because I was watching a woman yeah. grieve for her husband, even though she just didn't know that uh, he was still alive. Right. Like, I know it didn't affect me as much as it should have, right. but I was still like, yeah, and this, then is, this is stirring. It, it's a testament to the act, yeah, to the actor. She mm-hmm. she did yeah. such a great job. There was like, like even, it was a real palpable grief. Yeah. yeah, even the even the captions are like shrieking gin. <laughs> like she's shrieking gin. Yeah, which is you know which, shrieking gin. Not as good of a band name. <laughs> not as good. <laughs> this is like a, a weird drink that's based on soju. Yeah, I mean she she yeah. does great. Yeah, I she mean, did a great she, job. Like I thought myself like oh I'm, I might cry if this keeps going on. I know. Yeah, like oh man, like you're. You're losing. You're losing everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yunjin Kim, who plays Sun Hoa. Yeah. Hoa. She's great. I think she's. I don't know what what her career is like now, but I I loved her on the show. No. I don't remember seeing her too much afterwards. I think I heard that she was doing a lot of a TV lot of stuff work. in Korea. Yeah, a lot Probably. of TV work yeah. and movies in Korea or something. Like that that but wouldn't surprise me. She's awesome though. Like uh, she's so great on the show. Like I, I like uh, more. You know, it's a big ensemble cast, but yeah, she really does make that moment singular in this episode yeah. where she's just screaming out of saying to go back and she's yelling for her husband i'm sure when this aired people were just like holy shit that's amazing now yeah this was and like that, the end of the season so it's like it's not off the table that like people die yeah oh yeah and she's always fun i i, I look forward to the finales of lost now like this is our, our third one that we've we've seen yeah today. yes yeah, this would so. be the third season finale. Well, uh, two season finales and a series finale. Yeah, that's right. Like, we get all that stuff. And it's it's always, it seems like a lot of that, of course, it's it's um, it's just the way any good storytelling works. There's a lot of buildup. And then, you know, and then you have this payoff at the end. But, man, like, getting the payoff first is like getting our dessert before <laughs> we have to suffer through, like, you know, lima beans or whatever. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, you know, lima beans are fine. But all the chess piece moving and table setting that we see in the episodes building up to this, um, like, sometimes seems a little bit more, I don't want to use the word tedious, mm. but a little bit more taxing or more, it's just it's just a little bit more of, you know, it's not as great as the finales. Yeah, especially guys. I word good. <laughs> I word so good. Yeah, she was apparently on a show called Mistresses. Oh. that also had Alyssa Milano in it. What? Yeah, that. What? When was? What year is that show? Uh, two twenty thirteen through twenty sixteen. Yeah. Oh wow! So they had like a three season run. Yeah, From, and she was in called? like fifty two episodes of wow. it. Wow, Mistresses. Mistresses is that the one with that woman from Scrubs? Isn't it too? Well, I don't oh, no, I'm thinking about like housekeepers or something <laughs> like the um, the Spanish uh, doc. Never mind, forget it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get way. We're gonna go like three steps down and start talking about like <laughs> like Mr. Belvedere by the end of this yeah. conversation. So, uh, Yo, Mr. Belvedere was dope. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to keep on track. This is the this is the finale. Oh, yeah, it's the third part of the finale. This is the third part of the finale. So. Did they show, like, three hours worth of Lost that night? I don't remember. I assumed that I it would remember. be uh, over the course of three weeks. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we'd have to look that up. We, we, we could, it's, it's, it's a Google search away, but fuck it, we like to live on the edge here. So the whole reason why the boat blew up mm-hmm. is because there was a bomb on the boat yes. that was attached to the heart monitor of... Kimi. Martin Kimi? Yeah. yeah, Martin Kimi, who I... Did not recognize at all uh, when he was lying on the ground bleeding out. 
like at first I wanted to ask you guys, is that Stephen Baldwin? Is Stephen Baldwin in this show? <laughs> That's amazing. They, I think they could have gotten Stephen Baldwin. They probably could have. Yeah. Stephen Baldwin is not like he's not busy. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that that arc in season two, so they didn't want to bring him back to play a different character. <laughs> but they got the uh, they got the blob from X Men Wolverine Origins or whatever the fuck. I think that movie came out after <laughs> Lost, but yeah. No, it's not like anyone remembers him from that. Yeah, like everybody's going to be like, hey, it's the blob yeah. from Wolverine Origin Stories or whatever. That I think I think everyone that's watched Wolverine Origins has tried to cleanse that from their mind. <laughs> I legitimately did not know what you were talking about. Oh my god, yeah, okay, well, we, we could move past it because it... So there it was, was a angry. really shitty X-Men movie <laughs> called Wolverine Origins. I'm aware of the movie. I've seen the movie. I did not remember the blob was in it or Martin Kimi. Yeah, yeah, apparently the blob was in it, and he was Martin Kimi. <laughs> and we were all Martin Kimi. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're all Spartacus? Like we were all Spartacus. <laughs> we're all everything. Yeah. We're, we're merging towards a singularity here, all of us. <laughs> Thanks to uh, modern-day technology, everybody knows how everybody else feels, except for ISIS. You know, so we're, we're, heading. we're heading. I feel like we know how they feel, actually. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So we are heading towards that singularity. It makes that argument even stronger. Yeah. So whoever leaves the island can never come back. Is this the first episode that we introduced to this rule? I think so, because every other episode is either people trying to get back and being told that they have to go back, or they're already back. So then that's that's kind of a weird thing to keep saying if you're already back. Yeah, like they totally... So what was that? Like, once you leave the island, you can never return. Was that just like... It's like all dogs go to heaven. (laughs) You can never come back. (laughs) <laughs> well, that was just his way of, of telling Locke, like, I don't, I don't want to come back. It's like him, he's like breaking up with Locke, <laughs> like sort of the the nice farm upstate kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel you. Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> the only way that well, I... do you think that would work to what? break up with someone? <laughs> wait, say it. Wait, say it again. What? Like, like uh, yeah, I'm, I'm moving to a nice farm upstate, <laughs> so that's why we can't keep dating. <laughs> Jacob told me I need to move the island. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's it? You're going to let Jacob dictate our relationship? Yeah. Look, Jacob's really important. I'm <laughs> going to have to leave and never come back. <laughs> the, only way that, the only way that I could make sense of this scene in context of how we're watching it, and if we're even kind of still going that route, is just, um, he says, whoever leaves the island can't return. Later on, um, in the series finale, mm-hmm. I think, we hear from Ben talking to Hurley. He says, like, yeah, but those are Jacob's rules. Uh, and so you could change those. So, Which I guess it holds true because... Oh, no, no not really. I was going to say it doesn't, it doesn't hold up at all. Because I was going to say when they come back, Jacob's dead. But that's not true. Like, they come back, then they kill him. Yeah, Ben kills him. Yeah, yeah. Ben, who Ooh. can never return to the island. Maybe that's what Jacob was about to say right before he stabbed him with that knife in the heart. He's like, hey, you're not supposed to be back. <laughs> hey, you can never come back. This is a paradox. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're also, breaking the rules. Also, there was uh, Widmore. Who, yeah. Like, he got exiled because he was leaving and coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. How does that even work? And Jacob leaves the island right. all willy-nilly. You know what well, I mean? Did he say, if you leave the island, you can't come back? Or whoever moves the island can't come back? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I was not paying good enough attention during that part. Yeah, I didn't write it down. I wonder. I, I think I wrote in my notes whoever leaves the island, but that I, I don't trust my own notes. So. Yeah, that sounds like something that they would say on Moss and not actually pay that close attention. Yeah. Mm. 
Like, they would just be like, yeah, no, you, whoever leaves can never come back. But what about shh? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So like, it's not a, it's not a, uh, like a law of physics of the island. It's just the rules. And that's why they banished Widmore for it. Because I was like, hey, you left, you can't come back. Yeah, it, I mean, they're, they've set up a mock, well, I guess we can't call it a mock society. It's just a society of people yeah. on this island. And they, they've just, within a society, you have these rules. And their rules are a, X, Y, and Z. But, you know. Ape shall not kill ape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what movie that's from. <laughs> I actually did it here. I was straining my memory to try and recall what you just said. I said ape cannot kill. Uh, ape shall not kill ape. Oh, fuck. Okay, I got it now. <laughs> Feel free to cut that if you want, Dave. Just me having, like, a moment. Like, should I ask what you just said? <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna hold us back. Uh, ape shall not kill ape. That's fucking great. But yeah, so uh, they made the rules up for their society, the society of others. Um, yeah. With, yeah, which apparently they call themselves others <laughs> for reasons that just beyond me. That would make a group called the others and be yeah. a part of it because that's what you do. Because <laughs> fucking people. Yeah. So I mean, if they refer to themselves as the others, then would you be surprised to find out? When we get like to the first season or so, when they first meet the others, that's how they introduce themselves. So Hello, that's why they're called we're the others. The others. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm I'm Stephen Other. This is my <laughs> wife Pam Other. This is our beautiful baby child, Marcus Other. <laughs> okay, if their last name was Others, Ooh. that would make way more sense to me <laughs> than if they, as a group, decided to call themselves the thing that they're not. Because <laughs> the thing is. They're not the others to themselves. They're only the others to other people. That's how othering works. Yeah. Like, and we still don't understand who the fuck these people are, what they are, what their purpose is, even through Wait, the Wait, we don't? The I thought others? they're the descendants of uh, the British people that were on the island. Um, you're talking about Widmore and, and Ellie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when they're the, that's like a... A group of people that live on the island and serve Jacob is basically, I feel like it is. Yeah. Yeah. So they serve Jacob, the other brother. <laughs> yeah. No, Jacob's not the other brother. Man in Black was the other yeah. brother. Jacob's the one with the name. That's right. You're right. So it's it's the other brothers. No, it's just it's just <laughs> the man in black. <laughs> oh, lost. lost. You've broken our minds yeah. so hard. When Ben is trying to break open... The passageway Ooh, yeah. to get down to where the wheel that moves the island yeah, is. You know what that's called? Oh, uh, the wheel? No, when he was breaking open the, the passageway. No, I don't know what it's called. And I don't know what he was doing. It looked <laughs> like he just put a bunch of metal things inside something that he turned oh, on part, yeah. and it exploded. So I'm wondering, why did he have a giant microwave? <laughs> yeah, that was a giant microwave. Yeah. Because that, that's what happens purpose. when you put a bunch of metal inside a microwave, right? It opens it a passage to time travel. Yeah. Or well, it opens a passage to a frozen area right. that has a dunk. Well, if, you, if your microwave travel. is next to a passageway. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only other thing I can think of that would affect the metal and stuff like that is some sort of electromagnetism, which mm. I think is probably what it is. Okay. Uh, I was just assuming that it's magnets because I know you're not supposed to put either <laughs> not magnets. Microwaves, because I know yeah. you're not supposed to put metal like a fork inside a microwave. Yeah, that's, that's bad. Maybe that's where they were preparing. Like maybe it's electro microwaves. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. Um, this is more meta, I guess. But for well, Ben is turning this frozen wheel. 
Mm-hmm. He's he's very emotional. There's a lot of there's, there's a lot of emotion yeah. registering on his face. He's crying, and there's sub- subtitles that even say <laughs> crying on screen, which makes me believe that maybe he really did believe that he wouldn't ever return to the island. Yeah. Maybe he himself like he had the faith in the rules that like once he left that he could never return. But the question that I have for you guys: Do you think that that was an actor's choice, like for him to? pour on the waterworks or was this a director giving him instruction like or was it like something in the writing i wonder yeah well i um, think i think that it definitely makes sense that he thought that he would never be able to come back yeah because as we found out once you move the wheel and like move the island mm-hmm. uh, when that happens you're teleported into tanzania yeah. right is that where they went it uh, was tunisia tunisia, tunisia. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, so you get teleported to Tunisia, and then you don't know where the island is anymore because you moved it. Yeah. So at that point, uh, you can never come back. Is not just a law, but it's just a practical impossibility. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for you. To not a technical it. impossibility, but a practical one. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. makes. I, I get that. Like with that kind of makes some of the hand wavy stuff they do with it kind of a little bit more. Yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't even. I think he doesn't even know that he. That's an option until. You know, three years later, when Locke shows up and is like, "I got to get people back to the island," and he's like, "I don't even know right. you I, could do that." And that's right. when he starts doing all the stuff to get people back. Well, at some point, which, he... which actually leads to the theory that I have about Ben, hmm. which is not that he's a master manipulator; it's that he's constantly improvising. <laughs> yeah, he's an opportunist. Yeah, yeah. he's an uh, improvising opportunist for sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, just it, yes ends your plans until he can kill you. Yeah, he's he's just the yeah he's just pretty much kind of taking stock of you and trying to measure you out and then just reacting in the moment or whatever it's kind of strange too because he gets back together with everyone and we um that scene where he goes to the church and he's in that underground uh, dharma initiative place where he sees the giant compass and all that Mm -hmm. um he's speaking to eloise hawking where she says you were supposed to get them all um like which leads us to believe that there is another there's a previous interaction between those two characters that we didn't see so like how does Ben get in touch with Eloise? I guess maybe that was his first move. Yeah, well, he finds out from Locke right before he kills him. Oh. Like that was that piece of informa- information he needed from Locke. Was and, that the piece of information that he needed from Locke? Or was it just that when he found that piece of information from Locke, he's just like, oh, well, yeah. shit, I don't need you. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. All right. I'm starting to really, really love this series again. <laughs> Well, not only because it's making sense, but yeah, yeah, kind of because it's making. But sense. But every time something that didn't make sense starts to make sense, it makes you enjoy the series more. <laughs> yeah, like you don't feel betrayed by. <laughs> why, why would you feel betrayed? These are just people, you know, creating stories. Yeah. But but still, yeah, it's a it's an interesting setup. I do there. really like, and this was pointed out, I believe, by Anthony when he was on the show, mm. that I'm watching the progression of Ben slowly turning into a badass. Yeah. Because uh, he just got more and more bitchified as the show went on. Like, by the time I saw him in season six, my first exposures to Ben, like, I vaguely remember actually saying on the podcast that I thought that Ben killed Widmore because uh, he was just tired of being Widmore's bitch and Locke's bitch. And, well, I guess that's kind of true his character was never supposed to be their bitch. Yeah. Like that was not the role that he was performing. Right. It's just that he was constantly fucked over yeah. by Widmore. And uh, also 
like he recognized Locke's strength, so mm-hmm. he deferred to him because Ben is at his base an opportunist, and opportunists don't take on the strongest person available. Right. So that's a good point. Yeah. So uh, the Ben that I'm familiar with is just like this, you know, this opportunist coward. Right. But I'm starting to see like strains of like how he was at least trying to be noble. Mm. It feels almost like uh, in the late in the in the later seasons that we've seen of Ben, like they've they've like they had this person who was toppled from power, and he just never got it back. And, mm-hmm. and that's all. That's all we're seeing. We're just seeing, you know, we're seeing someone that had a taste of of power or a taste of like whatever that is, and then and then ended up losing it because he had gotten gotten it by ill ill means, right? Like. Um, he was he is an opportunist like you mentioned so he, he sought that opportunity to get rid of widmore and he did and then he took he usurped widmore's position as you know leader of the island and so there's all that stuff that's that's happening but yeah ben isn't yeah ben isn't the sh- he's tactical on his and his in the way he kind of pursues you know whatever his goals are but like it doesn't it doesn't pay off for him in the later seasons because yeah. I think I think this has a lot to do with the fact that now he's familiar to all these people. Mm-hmm. Well, he's familiar to Jack, Kate, son, Hurley. Everybody knows that this guy is not to be trusted because mm-hmm. he's already, you know, splayed out his cards as to what he is. Right. Whenever he took whatever he took, and then you you only get one of those, maybe a couple mm-hmm. if you're really slick. Right. But you know, after a while, people are just like, "Oh, you're just you're the fucking skeezy. You're yeah. the, you're the guy bag. that we can't trust." Yeah. Like, you've already made that clear, so we're not going to trust him. So I think he had, we'll see him as we go through it, him having more power and control and ability to make things go his way. And Mm. he's lost that in the later seasons. And that's that's the only version of him that we've seen so far, basically. Yeah, because really, like, you should only really be able to manipulate people, like, three times, I think. Like, you can get them to trust you the first time, and then... Some of them will still trust you the second time, but by the third time, no one trusts you. So the only way to manipulate them is to get them to think that you want them to do the opposite. Nah. So they do your bidding by thinking that they're working against you. Yeah. Oh. And that's what we're saying. Him do all these things about hiring these people to shoot at them with uh, tranquilizer darts and sending lawyers after Kate and stuff. Yeah, that that's yeah. the way that he was working in season five, right? Yeah. He was trying to make like that he didn't want certain things to happen, but they were. But yeah. it, oh man, it's just kind of scaring them into going back to the island, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all very convoluted. Yeah, he's talking about it at the end, the end of this episode when he's talking to Jack, and he's like, "Oh, I got some, I got a few ideas on how to get these people to uh, go along with us." Do we see those few ideas, <laughs> or do we just see one single idea? Kind of Look like, at the lawyer thing. There's the lawyer thing for Kate. Uh, That's right. There was. Um, Making sure that Hurley didn't go to go to jail or go back to the mental institution. Yeah. He failed at that, right? No, no. He he made it so that uh, Hurley got released. Remember? Yeah, it's oh. because uh, when Hurley was talking to uh, the guy who was processing him out, he's like, "No, I swear to God, I killed those people. You got <laughs> you got to put me back in." Uh, and then the guy's like, "No, no, you didn't," Thank because you. Uh, Ben had set it up such that. They could not pin uh, the death on Hurley. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Oh, yeah. The uh, son almost cried during the part where son was screaming about Jin. And then later on, when we see uh, they're in the life raft. And we see the lights 
on the of a boat, and they're like, "Oh, it's a boat! It's a boat!" And you they, almost cried. Yeah, and they got closer, and then uh, Desmond saw us like, "They're like, oh, they keep calling it to Ms. Widmore," and he realizes, "Oh, this is Penny's boat. Yeah, like, this is Penny's boat." And yeah, then, like he uh, starts climbing up the the boat and calling out to her. And, like, the oh. Searcher, the yeah, name the of the searcher, boat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I almost I almost cried again during that. Moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's a beautiful moment to see the reunion of uh, Penny and Desmond, and like. There's a lot of stuff that happens, and I think if if this is, um, I guess we can kind of look it up later. But if this is the writer strike season, mm. the writer strike season, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil too much. But there's a very, there's a very memorable episode that happens in the writer strike season, um, and uh, I guess whatever happens there happens, and we get to see, you know, we get to see Penny and Desmond back together again. But it feels like. Um, it was really rewarding for the audience. Mm-hmm. I remember it. I remember feeling I really loved this scene back when it first came on TV because you, know, you see these two people reunite and they uh, the way that the actors play it too are, is great because like you could see that that genuine oh, this is my long lost love or whatever and right. she says that she's found him because of the phone call. Mm-hmm. Do you, does that mean anything to you, Chad? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, at this point, I was just like, wait. Why? Why does Penny know that he was lost? Uh, how? How? Did, was she on the island and then she <laughs> left, or did he go on to the island later? Was he on the freighter full of the people that wanted to kill everyone from Oceania? It's amazing. I, I know we do this every week, but I keep forgetting that you haven't seen the series before. <laughs> <laughs> but that's incredible. Yes. I love. I. I. I would buy that. I would love that kind mm-hmm. of storytelling. We we keep finding out that Chad is just crafting an ever more yeah. an ever better law series. Watch your back, Damon Lindelof yeah. and Carlton Carlton Cuse. Yeah, it's true. Because I mean, Chad, you have no idea who was actually on the the original plane in the pilot. That uh, the on only the people that I know that were on the plane in the pilot was uh, Locke and Jack and Kate and Sun and Jin and uh, Sawyer. And uh, the old guy. Old guy. Frank? Maybe. I don't know. The old guy that was sitting next to um, Ian Summeralder. Oh, oh, oh. Are you talking about the um, Rose's husband? Oh. Oh, no. He wasn't sitting next to Ian Summeralder. Uh, Locke was, right? Locke? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Rose Bernard. Rose and Bernard were uh, sitting across from Jack. That's right. Yeah, because you saw the. Uh... I think it's the season six premiere yep. that they did the, the alternate plane ride. So yeah, so you know those people from and Hurley. Yeah, Hurley was also on there. So I know like some of the people that were on there, right? But I don't no know Penny. all of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But then yeah, we also see like a bunch of weird things or weird folk on the island that weren't in the plane crash too. But and Desmond wasn't on the plane, right? No, Desmond was yes. in the shack. Uh, the station? Mm, yeah, he was in the swan when uh, Faraday was he knocking was pushing on the, door. the button. Yeah, like he was the guy that was pushing the button every hundred eighty-three seconds. Hundred eight minutes. Hundred eight minutes. That fucking sucks. <laughs> like if you don't have a partner, yeah, and you need to sleep, you can only sleep for a hundred and yeah. six minutes at a time. We're definitely gonna talk about this for weeks and weeks. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll leave that for for a later time. <laughs> That, that we'll definitely revisit that subject. Yeah. Oh, we're we're not only going to revisit that subject when it comes time to talk about that on this sh- on this show. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about uh, periods of time and uh, not being able to sleep when we get to your oh, show. Oh yeah, that Star Galactica. That won't happen until like the very end. Yeah. 
amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Like, I'm not even going to remember having this conversation. Because <laughs> it's going to be three years yeah. in the past. <laughs> That's If not great. more. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, we're, we are setting up a whole life's work. <laughs> like, we're setting up years and years of... Yeah. Yeah, so we better, like, always be friends. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a weird falling out between any of us, that's going to be terrible for <laughs> what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be as bad for you guys if, like, you guys decide not to have me on the show anymore. Because you've met several people that haven't watched yeah. us. <laughs> Many of our guests. Throughout the course of the show. Us. Has everyone seen Battlestar Galactica? No, I feel, I feel like it's a smaller number. Okay. Except um, in our group of friends, it's probably not a smaller number. Because ah. we're a bunch of nerds. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nerds. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, I know we kind of touched on it a little bit that Kate Claire dream thing that yeah. happens. It's kind of a fun. It was a fun thing. I, I kind of liked it. I liked the the fear of it mm-hmm. because it it um, Lost is generally like a mystery show with like like flicks of horror kind of like we're, we're not yeah. where it's like terrifying, but. I found this effective and yeah. as a horror setup because it's not only that she is um, that she sees Claire, but there's like a precursor to yeah. it. She wakes up and answers her phone, and there's like this ghostly whispering and all this stuff. It kind of already sets the tension high, where she like goes straight for her gun. Yeah, because we all know that Kate always has a gun in her house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just in this case, she doesn't even have it in a safe or anything. Just a little at a high up shelf yeah. where Aaron can't reach it. Not only does she not have it in a gun safe, and she only has it in a box, mm-hmm. it's also loaded. Yeah. yeah. Like, she did not fumble with trying to load the gun oh, yeah. when yeah, she it pulled it out of the box. Like, she pulled it out of the box, dropped whatever ammunition and what whatnot that was loose in the yeah, box. Yeah, it was just loose And it just immediately was, like, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she is, she is, she is ready to shoot a motherfucker in yeah. the face. Like, every moment, like... Coming out of a dead sleep stupor, she's ready to shoot somebody in the face. That is super <laughs> unsafe for having a toddler in the house. Yeah. yeah, like what if Aaron like just was like, "Mommy, I had a bad dream." She just goes straight for that cabinet, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's a little unreasonable. I think she would recognize her own adopted son. Yeah. yeah. No, but like uh, if he was decided, like I'm gonna see what's in mommy's cabinet. I have oh, to get mommy's this? chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think she was relying on the nah. fact that he doesn't know how to reach high up things. <laughs> Like he doesn't have the deductive skills yet to like kids. Kids learn how to reach high yeah. up things much faster. Fuck! Than I was like standing on boxes, and I was like three. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. yeah, like when I was like two, I think uh, I climbed up onto a kitchen table to grab a meat cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that freaked the shit out yeah. of my dad because he woke up. I was like, uh, I was like leaning over him mm. while he was sleeping next to the couch, <laughs> not on the couch. He was like sleeping on the ground in front of the couch. <laughs> So I was like on the couch above him holding the cleaver. Holy shit. That's incredible. Did your did your dad immediately like start bringing over a priest to No, no, he just took that shit away from me and he was just like, "Oh, now I don't get to sleep again ever." Cuz he like the last time he went to sleep, he woke up with uh, his infant son or toddler yeah. son uh, holding a cleaver over his head, going chop chop chop. Like every every chop chop. <laughs> every night after that, like you just see your dad like solemnly like march into the bathroom with a pillow and a blanket, yeah. and then just slowly close the door behind him, lock dead it. Bolted. <laughs> I mean, that's what he gets for sleeping on the floor like that. <laughs> 
So we're learning. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dave is very unforgiving of your dad <laughs> sleeping on the floor. Well, if you have a toddler around, then they're going to do something to you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, toddlers are all sociopaths. Yeah. I think we've all come to know that. Yeah, kids are awful. Yeah. <laughs> if you fall asleep on the floor with a toddler around, you have an equal chance of them either dropping a knife on you or like peeing on you. Yeah, I think that's why we learned that Kate had that gun. Like yeah. she might get tired, and you know they have that um, survivors thing where after you've this is I guess this is like several years later, but. Um, where you can't sleep in a bed after you've mm-hmm. like slept on the ground for so long, it just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. You kind of, you kind of see. I don't know if it's a if it's a trope yet, but I remember seeing it in a lot of like television movies. You know, like um, Castaway with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Like he comes back, he comes back from being stuck on this island. For I had a, always assumed that that was just like a real thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's got to be a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, I, so Kate's early memories is just her sleeping on the bed and like just Aaron dangling like a meat cleaver in front of her. She's like, I gotta get a gun. This boy should yeah, kill me. Self defense. <laughs> I killed I killed him. He's gone. Yeah. But I, I did really like that scene though, uh, because it gives uh, sort of a foundational reason for why Kate gives Aaron to mm. Aaron's grandmother. Oh yeah. Instead of taking him back to the island. Because uh, what's the thing that Nightmare Claire tells her? Don't bring him back. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. I think that's it, that does shed a little bit more light on her, her later actions. That we it would have been seen. nice if that was like spelled out at all. Yeah, but it was just like a thing that got said, and then like eight episodes later or something, yeah, yeah. they just decide, okay, yeah, we're gonna go back without the kid. Yeah, 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 and it's funny because there's a lot of previously on exposition between the characters on the show already where we get a lot of stuff where you know like one was that that long exposition dump that we got from hurley talking to his mom about what happened to them on the island you know everything that went down and all that stuff so the show it doesn't shy away from doing stuff like that Mm -hmm. just i guess it might have became an afterthought or maybe maybe the writers are trying to distance themselves from like the aaron plot line you know what i mean because also I feel like because this is she had a dream where Claire said, "Don't bring my my baby back to the island." Like I, that'd be a weird thing for her to tell like the grandma or just anybody else. I'm like, oh yeah, I have to give Aaron back to uh, to her grandmother or to his grandmother because Claire told me in a dream. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, that would that would that would sound very odd. Yeah. That would anyway. sound kind of odd, but with everything that they've That's said true. and done in this <laughs> show, I feel like that wouldn't be that odd. Yeah. Yeah, but like in under normal circumstances, I would I would totally see how that would be a thing. But yeah, for this for what the show is, it's yeah. just very much like oh, you mean Tuesday when <laughs> Ghost Claire came into my dreams? That was Tuesday, <laughs> just a regular old Tuesday. <laughs> All right, so uh, it's about time to start wrapping up. I was gonna ask UAJ to look up the title of next week's episode, but we already know what the title of next week's episode is. Is uh, there's no place like home. Part, part two. two. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look at my phone for that, you guys. <laughs> There's no place like home. Part two. Yeah. Okay, so in the last episode, uh, Martin Kimi gets shot. Uh, yeah, yeah, we know that. It's a, it's ben, a whole hour of Martin Kimi yeah. getting shot. <laughs> so uh, we know Ben killed him, right? Because uh, Locke tells us, says that yeah. he did. Uh, so what do you think inst- instigated that? I think that uh, Martin Kimi uh, was... Like, they attacked him in order to get the freighter. Mm. And he was, like, a prisoner or something. Okay. But uh, 
when they were stealing the freighter to escape the island, Kimi was just like, oh, well, you guys need to uh, take me with you. And then they're like, oh, he's ar- they've already left. He's like, All right, well, I'm just going to blow up the fucking boat. And they're like, you can't do that. And then they're like, oh, we're not going to let you blow up the boat. We're going to shoot you. Nah, and he got shot. And he's like, oh, you motherfuckers. I got a dead man switch, bitch. <laughs> I love that in in, yeah. um, in movies and film. I haven't seen too much of it. But a dead man switch, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for it yeah. every time. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic <laughs> plot device. Yeah. yeah. Let's move this around. Let's move this along. I said move this around. That's that's very weird. <laughs> I meant to say move this along, and then my brain got confused. Yeah, for a it got a Japanese. <laughs> We're also going to see a bunch of oblique references to Jeremy Bentham. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of three episodes, hopefully. <laughs> yep. Just Jeremy Bentham references. It's going to be uh, episode number two of Jeremy Bentham episode yeah. uh, references. Hopefully two of three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh you have anything on Easter Egg Corner this week? Oh, uh, we covered a lot of it. Um, oh, the uh, the coat that Ben puts on before he goes down into the uh, the ice tunnels. It's uh, It says Hallowax on it. Yeah, that's we'll, right. We'll see who that guy is eventually. And Jack's underwater after the, the helicopter crashes. Um, keep hearing, I think, Kate just saying, Where's Jack? Where's Jack? So that's, that's one of those lines. Oh, that's right. That I think it's being used out of context, but yeah. And then uh, when they get on the raft to to paddle to Mumbati or whatever the uh, island is they're going to. Mumbati, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jack says to Desmond, I'll see you in another life. Which I think brother. Is brother. Uh, yeah. I think the second time we've seen them do that thing. Oh, yeah. is it just the second? Wow. So far, yeah. Okay. Okay. Also, uh, I don't know if this qualifies for Easter Egg Corner, but uh, there was the bottle of rum mm. with the... Uh, the Dharma logo on yeah. it. What was the Dharma logo for this rum? I don't know, swan. but it just said Dharma rum. Yeah. It was a swan? It was a swan, yeah. Ah, a Dharma rum. Yeah, we get we get uh, Brooke Burke, the actor who plays um, Juliet. Yeah. Right? Oh, like, Elizabeth Mitchell. Oh, did I say Brooke Burke? Yeah. Yes. That's not a real person. Yeah. Who is that? I don't it's know. 75, I think Juliet that's Burke Juliet Burke. <laughs> I, th- I think... Brooke Burke sounds like a real person. Yeah, I think it's a real person. Uh, I'm sure there's like a million Brooke, Brooke Burks. Is she was she the host of Wild On on E. Oh, that sounds like it. That's incredibly specific <laughs> for you to just toss it out there. That's uh, that's a show that you know when you're a certain age and that's on TV in the middle of the night, you you watch it. Oh yeah, you watch it and then you watch it. Yeah, yeah. You guys know what we're talking about. Any child in the '90s that had. You know, Playboy model, Wild On, oh. rock star, Dancing with the Stars. All right, I think we're finding out that <laughs> I've got like a weird mnemonic thing <laughs> going on from Brooke Burke in my brain. Yeah, yeah. So Elizabeth Mitchell, not Brooke Burke. Yeah. Brooke Burke was not if a it, part if of. If it Lost. makes you feel any better when you said Brooke Burke, my brain immediately supplied me with a picture of Ellie Landry. Oh, oh. I like Ellie Landry. Yeah, she's great. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people agree. There's no, there's no actor that I'm just yeah. like, ugh, this fucking guy. Yeah, such a nice guy, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Chad, if we want to come and find you on the internet, oh yeah, I, I forgot that we're ending the episode. <laughs> uh, look me up on my website, negative one dot net, AJ. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Aniavis003. And if that's a lot of numbers and letters, just come find me from the What Bro Pod. Uh, Twitter handle, please. Yes, and we're also on Instagram at WhatBroPod. You can find us on Facebook as well. And if you just want to find me 
just me and really just pictures of ice cream. That's uh, DKJ Comedy on Twitter. Oh, hey, could I plug something? Yes. Oh, uh, also uh, on Friday, September 29th. Is that last Friday in September? Uh, yeah, Friday, September 29th. Come down to uh, Hawaiian Brian's for uh, Comedy Fighters King of the Zing Roast Battle. It's Ooh. a comedy roast battle that we're going to be doing on the last Friday of September, September 29th. At Hawaiian Brian's, a new Comedy Fighters champion. Not the uh, oh, wow. original Comedy Fighters belt, which is still held by Daryl Bonilla. Right. But we're going to have a second champion. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. So please come check that yeah, out. check that out. And uh, one other thing to plug that is not um, any of us, but um, Jeff Rosenstock, who does the theme song to this show. Um, Wait, someone did the theme song to Lost? Uh, no, to our, our podcast. Oh, okay. The I was just song. like... Motherfucker, no one did the theme song to Lost. That's yeah. a sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no song. Yeah, but we've got a theme song on our show. It's, yeah, it's uh, great. Polar Bear or Africa by Jeff Rosenstock. He will actually be here in Hawaii on uh, Friday, November 10th. So come and check that out down at Downbeat Diner. Nice. Yeah, and he's uh, coming out courtesy of Failed Orbit Records. Do you Ooh. think that we would be able to get him as a guest? Oh, that would be uh, amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah. We'll, uh, so I can tweet at him. Yeah. yeah, we should like start like a hashtag movement for that. Yeah, yeah, come on and be on the show, man. I mean, like, what do you got to lose? It's just three awesome dudes. Yeah, yeah, we're not trying to fight you. Like, David's <laughs> trying to fight Daniel Day Kim. Yeah, is he still on island? I don't think he is. Uh, if he is, I think he needs to watch out because <laughs> David's been feeling very froggy lately. Yeah, like, um, if you, I know the listeners can't see it, but here in the studio, there's just. A, uh, a mangled picture of Dave, Daniel D. Kim, and uh, it's been punched into a drywall so hard. Like, um, you can see the studs and no, plaster. See, see that's yeah. the thing. Like, you thought it was drywall. That's actually cement, dude. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, that's how badass David's got Those out. are cracks. Yeah. yeah. That is a load-bearing wall. <laughs> that he has destroyed yeah. because of how much David wants to fight Daniel D. Kim. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that David hates Daniel Day no, Kim. No, he just wants to fight him. Yeah, I just want to fight him. I just yeah. want to see what it's like. <laughs> uh, so join us uh, next week for the next episode yeah. of uh, Imaginary Fight Club. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Yeah, and the uh, the middle of this uh, three-part finale to season four. Boom. Boom. So that's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost. Uh, that would be... <laughs> Roger Moore. <laughs>